Well, welcome to week one of a brand new series that we're calling Cultivate. Of all the series and all the content that we will talk through this year, this topic is one of my favorites. We're going to talk about the local church. I'm passionate about the local church because I believe that the local church is the hope of the world. I believe that the local church was established to be the fulfillment of the call of Jesus. Now, I know that when we talk about the word church, everybody has a different experience. You have a different thought. You have a different emotion or feeling that may come to you when you hear the word church. For some of you, it's just a logo down the street. It's just a building down the road. For some of you, you may think about a personality or a person from within a church. You may think about an organization or a denomination. Many of you may think it's something that's just outdated in our culture. For some of you, culture, uh, culturally, it's something that we do once or twice a year. When you think of church, immediately, maybe you think about Easter, and maybe you think about Christmas. But when I think about church, I think about something else. I think about the people. The people is the local church. We are the church. We are the people that God has called together to be the hands and the feet and the voice of Jesus on this earth to fulfill the things that he has called us to do. And I think that it's a good moment to pause and to realign ourselves with the heart of what the church is for. I titled your message today, People of Purpose, because that's what I believe that we are at Cultivate. We titled our series Cultivate because we want to share a little behind the scenes. We want to share our heart, a glimpse with you of what we think Cultivate Church really is. Now, I know you're thinking, maybe I don't go to Cultivate Church. I'm not a part of your church. I don't want to hear about your church. But our heart for you is that as we share what we live for and what we breathe and what our passion is and the reason that we exist as a church is that in your life that this would be a motivation for you to be able to live life on purpose, to be able to discover what it means to live life on purpose for something greater. And in the Bible, in the book of Joshua chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, it gives us a glimpse of from the very foundation, we're going to share this all month, of what I believe is a great indication or representation of what we are as the local church. Look at it with me there on your screen. Joshua chapter 1, verse 14 and 15 says this, But your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their territory. Stay with them until the Lord gives them rest as he has given you rest and until they too possess the land the Lord your God is giving to them. Only then may you return and settle here on the east side of the Jordan River in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, assigned to you. Now this portion of scripture is still while God's people, the Israelites, are fighting for possession of the property, the land that God had been leading them to. It's an incredible Old Testament story that just shows the heart of God and His love for us and His continued pursuit of the people that He loves. But in this moment, in this context, they were still battling. They were still at war and they were still fighting in order to get what God had promised them. 
But right here, there's a pause here which says, look, those of you that are strong, those of you that are capable, you need to stay here and you need to help the others until they receive or until they achieve what God has given for them. You see, they need a little extra help. They need a little extra assistance. And I'm asking you to be the ones to step in and to help them to live your life on purpose for the good of other people until they are where God desires for them to be. Then you can rest. Then you can receive everything that God has for you. I believe for us at Cultivate Church, this is our heart church. This is who we are. God has things for us and God is going to bless us and God wants to do great things in our life. But all around us are people who need our help. They need us to help them along to get to where God wants them to be. They are tired and they are weary and they are worn out. And they need us who are capable and us who are strong, us who have received from God to give what has been given to us. Church, we are people of purpose. We are Cultivate Church. If you're a part of Cultivate Church, I pray that this series just ignites a passion in your heart, that it reminds you and takes you back as to why we were here in the first place. That We're people living life on purpose for a purpose. We are people of purpose. We're here to help those who just need a little assistance to get where God wants them to go. So today, I want to share three characteristics with you about what I believe it is to have received from God and then to give away what God has given to us. Three characteristics of what it looks like to walk as people of purpose. So I want to pray and let's go into God's Word together. So Father, I love you. I thank you for all of my incredible friends watching online, listening by podcast. I pray that today your message would just ignite something inside of us that we would walk out, live, and embody the purpose that you've given for us, that we are people of purpose, called to live our life on purpose to help people get to where you want them to go. And then we can receive. So Father, today, motivate us and encourage us, challenge us in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to share with you one of the most incredible stories to me out of Scripture and it's the calling of the disciples. It's when Jesus began choosing 12 men that he would use to turn the world upside down. 12 ordinary, everyday men, just like you and just like me. People that maybe would have considered themselves maybe less than the best, maybe the most uncapable, the most unqualified. As a matter of fact, many of these people were hated. Some of these people were uh, hated by people because they were tax collectors. Many of these were common fishermen. But yet God saw something in them. Their purpose had been set in stone. They had had a calling that Jesus recognized on their life so that he would pick them and use them as people of purpose. And so I want to take just a small portion of the calling of some of the disciples and I want to see their qualities and I want to compare it to the life that we are to live as people of purpose. So look at it with me in your notes there on your screen. Take a look at Luke chapter 5, verse 27, and here's what it says. Later, as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. 
Now, Jesus says to Levi, who will be Matthew, a tax collector, whom everybody hated because he cheated everybody. He took their money. He took what did not belong to him. If he went to collect the taxes, he would collect more on top of what he was to take, and everything he collected on top went into his pocket. And everybody knew that Levi, or Matthew, he would become, that he was a crook. He was a thief. He was not to be trusted. But yet Jesus comes to him, and Jesus says, Hey, I want you to follow me. Number one, the very first quality or characteristic that I want you to know about people of purpose and who we are as Cultivate Church is that we are called. Write down the word called. We are called. Just as Jesus called his name, so is Jesus calling yours. You may not believe it. You may not think that it's for you. You may not think that it's personal, but Jesus is calling you. Jesus left the town. He saw the tax collector. He knew what he was. He knew what he did. He knew his actions were to rob people and take advantage of people. He knew that by taking advantage of others that he was benefiting himself, but yet Jesus saw the end all the way from the beginning, and he called to him. He went to his booth and said, hey, Follow me. Just get up. Today, all I'm asking you to do is just follow me. He called him to something greater. We are people of purpose. We have been called to something greater. You and I have been called to a life on purpose that is bigger than ourselves. It is something from God for you to reach and touch other people that are around you. See, when we planted Cultivate, Cultivate was a calling. Cultivate was not something that we just dreamed of. Cultivate was not something that we just decided when we planted Cultivate Church. I can remember many years ago, Pastor Brandon Doss and I on staff at a church together, and we would sit in little cubicles in a small office room, and we would just talk about what it would look like for a church to be about the main thing, a church that was about people living life on purpose, people of purpose that just heard the call of God and was willing to follow it through and see what God could do in their lives. I can remember moments in our, in our ministry, in our life, that we felt were really monumental. We remember one day a visiting pastor in our town came by. They were going to do something to bless the city and asked to put up a, a little bit of information, and our pastor said, yeah, you can do that. And that other pastor left, and as soon as he did, our pastor took that paper down, wadded it up, and threw it in the garbage. Brandon Dawson and I, we were shocked. We could not believe that we had just witnessed that. Pastor Brandon and I used to pick up kids out of the projects, and we used to bring them to church. And, and these kids, in, in our community's eyes, were trouble. They were the bad kids. They were the kids that were going to get other kids in trouble, and they were going to cause problems. But they were great kids. They just needed people to love them. And, and Pastor Brandon and I, we would drive our personal vehicles. We would drive their community. We would load them up, bring them to church, and turn around and go load them up again. I'll never forget our pastor saying, hey, guys, um, we probably don't need to pick them up and bring them to church anymore. We have some parents complaining that they don't want their kids to be hanging around those kids. And Pastor Brandon and I, we just thought, well, maybe those people just need to find a new church because we're about bringing people to the table so they can experience a moment with Jesus. See, we knew that there was something more to it. And in that moment, what, 
what we were hearing was the call of God. We were hearing the voice of God saying, guys, there is something more to this. There is another way to do this. When you put me first, then everything else will fall into place. Do you hear me calling you? And when something is a calling, there's a greater responsibility that comes along to it. When God calls you to something, it's not just something you dreamed up. It's not just a question. It's not just a maybe. It's not just a choice or a decision. It is literally the responsibility that God is laying in your lap saying, I've entrusted you to do something. I've entrusted you to make a difference in the lives of people. I'm calling out to you by name because I want to do something great in your life that will impact the world that is around you. We are all called. Every one of us are called to something. We're all called to salvation. Jesus is calling every single one of us. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if you'll just open that door, I'll come in and I'll be with you. Every one of us are called to salvation. We're called to continue to grow as a Christian. Saying yes to Jesus and praying a prayer is not the end. That is just the beginning. It's discipleship. It's learning to follow after him. We are called to that. We're called to do good works. We're called to do something with our life. We're called not to just be hearers of the word, but we're called to be doers of the word. We are called to be his church. Did you know that the Greek translation of church in the New Testament simply means a called out assembly? We're called out as the local church, as the body of Christ. We are called out. We have a calling of God. And our calling requires a response. And our calling requires a result. Think about that. The calling that God has placed on your life, and he has placed a call on your life. Today, I want you to know, you're not just in this world walking through it, having been omitted from anything that God could use you for. You're not disqualified from anything, no matter where you are. God is calling you to something. Look at the verse with me. Follow me and be my disciple. Just as Jesus said that to him, Jesus is also saying that to you. We are people of purpose who have been called. Every time we gather together, church, every time we come in the presence of one another, in the presence of God, every time we gather in the potential of God, in the purpose of God, it is literally the calling of God on our lives that we would do something for Him that would make a difference for eternity. What is your calling today? What is God calling you to? And what is your response? What has God called you to? And what will you do with it? What is the response are you saying, no, not me, it couldn't be me, he couldn't, he, certainly he couldn't do anything in my life. What's your response? And then, what is your result? Because every calling, every calling requires a response, and every response requires a result. That's what God wants for our life. And I just want to remind us today that this is a calling. This is something God has put in our lives as a responsibility. We're people of purpose, and we are called to this. And we're going to live life on purpose in such a way that we're going to make heaven a bigger place. So we're people who are called. And then number two, we are people who are committed. We are people who are committed. We have great commitment. Look at the scripture with me, what happens next. So Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. I told you that every calling required a response. Notice the response of Matthew. The Bible says that literally he just got up. 
and he left everything. When Jesus got to him, Jesus saw him sitting at the tax collector's booth. He had a whole setup there. He had a whole business happening right there. That was his livelihood. That was what he was known for. He had worked for that. That was his identity. Yet, when Jesus showed up and called him, his response was to great commitment. The moment that he stood up and he left everything, it changed his life forever. When he looked ahead and put everything else in the rearview mirror and did not look back, it changed everything, the course of the life that he was going to live. It takes great commitment in order to fulfill the call that is on our life. And today, in our culture, in our society, we struggle with commitment. Commitment has gone by the wayside in so many different ways. I thought this was interesting. Did you know that 64% of 18 to 29-year-olds were single in 2014? Between 18 and 29 years old, 64% of people were single. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hey, I'm single. What's the big deal with that? Some of you are married and thinking, I wish I was single. What's the big deal in that? It's what the other statistics are showing us, that among adults ages 18 to 44, did you know that 59% have lived with an unmarried partner at some point in their lives, while only 50% have ever been married? You see, it's commitment. See, what we're learning in our culture is that there's no reason to commit. That if I can get the benefits of whatever comes to me that makes me happy, then I don't have to commit to everything. See, our, our, our lives are lived in such a way that we're focused on ourselves so much that we don't hear the call of God and that when we do hear it or maybe when God is knocking on our door, we're not ready to commit to it so we never initiate it and we never accomplish anything that God wants us to accomplish. We've got so many choices in our culture. I mean, what are we going to commit to? There was a study done with people that were shopping, and they took a table, and they put a spread of jam out on a table. And this was in a little market setting where people were buying at a market, and they had the jams out on this table. And here's what they found. They found that shoppers were more likely to buy a jar of jam if presented with only six choices. So if there were six jars of jam to choose from on a table, they were likely to purchase. However, if they increased the number of jams to 24, they were least likely to purchase. In other words, when they got there and there were so many choices, they were overwhelmed and they just chose to walk away. We've got every type of jam in our life, in culture, in decisions, in relationships, and careers, and all the things that we have to choose from. We struggle, we get, we get paralyzed, and we do not want to commit. We see everything on social media. We see everybody else's life and the way they're living. We see that adventure. We see that experience over there. We see the way they're raising their kids, and then we look at our kids, and we see their relationship, and we just have, we have FOMO, fear of missing out. We don't want to miss out on anything. We want to change it at any moment. We want what's comfortable, what pleases us. So we don't want to commit. Matthew could have sat at that table as a tax collector. And he could have said, Jesus, I hear you. Thanks for stopping by. It's good to meet you. But that's not me. I've got a business. I've got things that I've waited on. But look what he did. Matthew got up. He left everything. And he followed him. I want to ask you a sobering question today. What in your life 
are you really committed to? And just before you even, don't, don't answer right now. Don't, 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 don't throw something out. Just take a second and absorb that question. What in your life, I mean, are you really, really committed to? What have you started that you were able to see through to the end? Some of you may say, well, I mean, I'm committed to my spouse. Well, maybe you're there. Maybe you're not out, you know, with an affair or another relationship. Maybe you're not cheating, but is your heart still there? Is your, is your mind still there? Is your, is your heart still invested in the very start of the relationship when you stood there and you said your I do's and it was the greatest day of your life? Are you still invested? Are you still committed to that level? You remember when your children were born and you held them for the first time and you couldn't believe that they were yours? Are you still committed to that in the same way you were in that moment? Can you remember the first time that you said yes to Jesus and he changed your life? And you wanted everybody to know. And you wanted everybody to experience what you have experienced. Are you still as committed today as you were in that moment? What in your life today gets the best of you? I think about Cultivate Church. I think about our history as a church. We are nine years old, and I can think back even before our very first Sunday together, even when we were just praying and believing before we launched into this church, the number of people that were committed to making this thing a reality. Matt Lauderdale and Mary Lauderdale. Matt's a part of our worship ministry here, one of our worship leaders, and Mary is one of our, our children's leaders, and, and they are just, I mean, in every thread of our church. And I remember Matt and Mary, they were in another state. They were doing youth ministry and worship ministry in another state. And I remember a phone call from Matt. said, when you get ready to plant the church, let me know because we're coming back. And I thought, Matt, well, that sounds great. You know, we love you and Mary, but I know you guys are settled. As soon as we began the process, they moved back. As a matter of fact, they lived over an hour away and for years would drive over an hour to be a part of the launch of Cultivate Church. There were so many people just like that that were a part of our church in the very beginning that are still here, that drove over an hour to be a part of Cultivate Church, that got up early and that loaded trailers and that set up portable church and people who helped us construct buildings and do everything it takes to give our lives away, to answer the call, the commitment level was there and continues today. Why? Because they were committed to the call of Jesus in their life. And when we hear the call and we commit personally and individually, we all become people of purpose. As a church, we're committed to the gospel. We are committed to the very gospel of Jesus, meaning that God created it, we messed it up, and Jesus fixed it. That's the gospel. In three statements, God made it. We messed it up. And Jesus fixed it. We are committed to the gospel, the whole gospel in this church. We're committed to our purpose. We're committed to allowing what Jesus has done for us to flow through us. In other words, we say it this way around here a lot. Helping people discover what it means to live life on purpose. We are committed 
to going above and beyond the nine to five. We're committed to more than just the Monday through Friday, live for the weekend, and then dread Monday coming around all over again. See, we're committed to the gospel that says Jesus is calling us for a greater purpose. We're committed to the gospel that says heaven and hell weigh in the balance. And when we answer the call of Jesus, we commit to that and we live out our purpose at Cultivate Church. We're committed to the main thing being the main thing. And that is getting a place where whosoever will can come and experience the love of God. Whosoever will can walk through the doors of Cultivate Church. Whosoever will in whatever they've done and wherever they have been and whatever they think about themselves, we know that there's a call of God on their life and it's whatever you commit to that makes the difference. I know that there are many people, maybe watching today, that you're just committed to the wrong things. You're committed to the wrong relationship. You're committed to the wrong priorities. You're committed to the wrong mindset, the wrong feelings, the wrong emotions. You're committed to the wrong substance and you need to know today God is calling you commit to his call and watch the difference it makes in his life this church cultivate church we are people of purpose we are committed to the call of God on our life and the number three this is important don't miss it we are capable we're capable look at what the Bible says with me but the Pharisees and their teachers of the religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' disciples. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? I underline that in my notes, scum. Verse 32, I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. See, I know the, the thought process is that, you know, who am I? God can't use me. Pastor, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, you're a pastor. I mean, of course this is what you do. Of course God called you. Of course there was a call on your life. But me, I'm, that's just not me. I'm not capable of living that out. Well, just as Jesus would approach a fisherman or a tax collector, just as Jesus would approach someone who would later, the, the, that would later betray him, Judas, who would be the one to give Jesus up. Jesus is calling you too. It's just the call in your life that you're committed to. Did you know that every day the enemy, the devil, is calling you? You know every morning when you wake up, he's calling you to something? If you don't have a plan for your life, trust me, the enemy will have one for you. See, there's three plans. There's God's plan, there's your plan, and there's the enemy's plan. It's the call that is tugging inside of you, and it's just the response and the commitment that you give. You see, you're capable of walking any one of those out. It's just what you commit to. Hey, why, why do you sit and eat? Why are you hanging out with such scum? Why are you hanging out with those people? Many of us feel like those people. And that's why we feel like we don't qualify for a call from God. That's why we commit ourselves to other things. But I love the response that's given. I didn't come for those who think they're righteous. Underline that statement in my notes too. I didn't come for those who think they're righteous, who think they have it all together, who think they're perfect. Let me tell you this. See, we recognize what the next statement says at Cultivate. But we come for those who know they're sinners and they need to repent. We recognize who we are. We're recognizing that 
without Jesus, we're all one step from stupid. We're recognizing that without Jesus, we can't do it on our own. Without Jesus, we would be committed to the things that only please us and don't impact the world around us. You see, we recognize that it is Jesus that changes everything. And that's why we are capable. When I am committed to my calling, it's God that makes me capable. Every one of us are capable of living the calling of God. If we will commit to that call, he will make you capable. There are so many great things that you can do with your life. When God empowers you and God gives you the purpose and the passion to fulfill your potential because he's called you to it, are you committed to it? Because he, because he will make you capable. I pastor this church. But I didn't grow up in a Christian home. There were no pastors in my family. There were no pastors in my home. I didn't even grow up in a Christian home. But at an early age, I just said yes to Jesus. And the closer I got to his voice, the more I could hear his call. And I was just crazy enough to commit myself to the call of God. And through the process of just walking it out, he made me capable. He helped me overcome struggles in my life. And I still have some. Every day he's still working on me. Every day is making me better. But he makes me capable because he helps me. And he walks it out with me. And the same that he's done for me is the same that he will do for you. Cultivate. We are people of purpose. We are called. We have a great responsibility. We have been called to make heaven a bigger place, to live life on purpose, to literally echo through all of eternity. And I want to ask you today, are you committed to the call of God that he is given to us? He is standing and waiting and wanting to make you capable if only today we would commit to the passion and the purpose of God on our lives. That's what God has called us for, to be people of purpose. And so today, I want to pray for you. Because maybe throughout our time together, just over these few moments, maybe you've questioned yourself and you've asked yourself, well, what am I, what am I listening to? What's the call that I'm living out on my life? What am I committed to? And today, if I just said yes to Jesus, maybe he can make me capable of doing more. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to pray for you today that this would be your moment to say yes to him. And maybe today you're watching and you've just lost your passion, maybe for the things of God. Maybe you've stepped away or you've stepped out of the call that he put on your life. And today I want you to know that no matter what you've done, you're still capable of fulfilling that if only you'll commit to the call. So I want to pray for you. And if you're here today and Maybe you've got a local church that you're part of. I want to pray for your church that this would be the characteristics or the quality of the church that you're part of, that you would be people of purpose. If you don't have a church, I pray you find one. I pray that you find a place like Cultivate, and if Cultivate could be it, we would love to have you because everybody needs a place together to be people of purpose, to fulfill the call that God has placed on cultivate. We're people of purpose. We're called. Let's commit and let's let Jesus make us capable. Father, today I love you for my friends watching online, listening by podcast. I pray for every person right now. If there's one of us today that is watching or listening that does not have a personal relationship with you, we just confess that we are sinners 
that we've messed it up. And Jesus, you came to die on the cross and to rise from the grave, to overcome so that we could have relationship with you. You fixed it. So to Jesus today, we just acknowledge that you're the answer. Forgive us of our sin. We choose to put you first in our life. Jesus, thank you for your forgiveness and for loving us today. And I pray for every person who's watching and listening that maybe just stepped away from their call. Maybe they've been running from their call. Maybe today they thought they weren't capable of living out the call that you put on their life. But today this has been a moment, a definitive moment to say, if Jesus can call the disciples out of their stuff from where they were, then he can do the same thing for me. So Jesus, I pray for every person that we would just commit to the call so that you can make us capable of living life on purpose so that we are all people of purpose. I pray for churches that are represented online today that every church would walk in purpose in these characteristics so that we all together would make heaven a bigger place. We love you and we honor you today. In Jesus' name, amen.